Bam 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 Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. Blessed. We're there. To make life suck more and less. That's right. Lest your life suck. I am your incredibly eloquent host, Misty Stinnett, joined by your other incredibly eloquent and hilarious host, Lisa Linky. There it is. If we sound a little different, it'd been too long since a hand fart, honestly. Thank if you. we sound a little bit different, it's because we are still sequestered in our homes amidst uh-huh. the coronavirus outbreak. We are doing our best to be socially responsible citizens so that we don't, it's not just about not receiving the virus, it's about not transmitting the virus should we have it. That's right. Um, also, and it's a real dream to be able to do this without a bra. So I say thank you. You know, most of the time at Sav's in Fairfax Village, I'm nowhere in a bra anyway. So I say, welcome to my world. <laughs> so I don't know why that got you so hard. Uh, so Sav, Sav has done this amazing thing and set us up with remote editing software. Um, but the or remote editing, what am I saying? Remote recording software. So if we sound a little bit different than you're used to at, via the high quality recording equipment at Fairfax Village Studios, that's why I'm literally in a pillow fort in my kitchen. I'm trying to do some sound quality, but my apartment is like it has very high ceilings and it's very echoey. You sound amazing. Oh, thank you. This is a USB mic my uncle gave me eight years ago. Oh, you're welcome. Wow. Okay. So if you're joining Humble us for brag. the if you're joining us for the first time and you want to hear our regular audio quality, just scroll down that feed, baby. Uh, yeah. But if you are super excited for today's book, welcome. What we do on this podcast is we read and review popular self-help books every single week, and we tell you the highs and lows, the main points. We try to think critically about them so that you don't have to. The point is we're all busy the self-help world is a shit show of information. Um, And we're trying to wade through that so that you don't have to. You can listen to our podcast in in an hour, maybe an hour five, and know know if you want to read the book. Or if you don't, because it's a dumpster fire, and you should stay the fuck away from it. Oh, yes. We got us. Yes. But still sound super intelligent at a cocktail party. That's right. And so, and ideally, you... If you don't want to, don't read the book. Hopefully, you're getting some great takeaways from these brilliant authors anyway. But if you love what you're hearing, go support the author. Please. So that's our zhuzh. That's our plug. And I want to tee up that this is a really special episode today. Lisa, why why is this a special episode? Okay, this is a super special episode because um, (laughs) we have a guest presenter uh, virtually. I'm sad that I can't give her a huge hug in person. but um, Social distance. So excited. Let, let me tell you, uh, I saw this person reading this uh, book on Instagram and I immediately DM'd her and said, would you come on our podcast, please, and talk about this book? And she immediately said, oh my God, yes. So everybody, please welcome the brilliant, the talented, the hilarious Chelsea DeMonte. Hello. Chelsea. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks <laughs> for coming on. 
amazing bio that she sent to me. (laughs) Chelsea grew up all over the Southwest, but calls New Mexico home. She came up in comedy at the Second City Chicago, where she wrote and performed three main stage reviews. She's now a writer for ABC's show, Bless This Mess. She's amazing. And her short film she wrote and directed was supposed to play at South by Southwest, but that got canceled. So instead she's at home calling us because she loves this incredible podcast. (laughs) And let's let's be real. We're like basically South by Southwest. Yeah. Oh, this feels... Exactly like South by Southwest, as I imagined well, it would be. I mean, you thank know, you, you for would be saying doing a lot that. of press and <laughs> yeah. media while you were yeah, there. Like this so. is the press and media tent, and yes. I'm with you yes. know the exclusive reporters. Everyone wants to turn with, but I'm going to take an That's hour. Right. Um, Who are you right, wearing? You. Um, <laughs> I legit ordered these um, white diamond studded cowboy boots uh obviously not real diamonds just like (laughs) shitty rhinestones and I was like I'm gonna wear these all over South by um and they were really hard to find and they're non-returnable and so now I own white uh white diamond studded cowboy boots and I will be finding opportunities to wear them and I believe I have manifested some western themed events into my life with this purchase I think Chelsea, the opportunities are going to present themselves. Thank in you. Abundance. I hope you're wearing them all yeah. weekend in bed, <laughs> on the couch, in the kitchen. Yes, yes. You know what? I have already given them a spin. I've done a photo shoot with them. Uh, they will. I will squeeze my hundred and seventy dollars out of them. Thank you. Oh, oh it was yeah. painful. They're painful right. to spend that much. Rhinestones cost nothing, and yet if they're all over an item, I feel like the item price triples. Yeah. Why is well, that? Well, I mean, style. I, you know, uh, I'm obsessed with drag queens and they stone everything, but that stoning takes time, you guys. It's a lot of it time does. and effort. And so I really, I really see why it costs so much. I do. Speaking I get of it. Sidebar, everybody, please go to Chelsea's Instagram so you can see her official uh, slash unofficial South by uh, red carpet looks <laughs> that she's doing in her apartment. What is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is at Chelsea Devantes. That's D E V, V as in victory, A N T E Z as in zebra. Yes. Thank you. And that'll be, that'll be in show notes for anybody who it wants will. to check it out. So, Chelsea, on Instagram, I saw you reading the book. And you are going to present the book, which is... Jessica Simpson's memoir called Open Book. Very on the nose <laughs> title. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. I love, love, love female memoirs. Um, I, and I also love celebrity female memoirs, which I think is like not a very respectable genre. So it's not something I share all the time. <laughs> But I love it and I'm obsessed with it. And in thinking about coming on your podcast, I realized why I loved it so much, which is because I'm from all over the Southwest. Um, We did not grow up with much money. And we also didn't grow up with a lot of um, information and (laughs) opportunities. And like, um, you know, like we didn't, I didn't grow up with TV. So the idea that you could even work in late night or be a late night host wasn't something that occurred to me. Um, I remember performing an SNL sketch for um, our school assembly and the sketch had been described to me from a friend because I did not have TV. And so she was like, Hey, there's this sketch and it's like Tostito, burrito, what's going on here? Speedo. And so I dressed up like a cheerleader and I changed all the words to match our school. But like, I didn't actually see the sketch till like seven years later. So, oh my God. And yeah. how, how was the comparison of your interpretation and in the actual sketch? You know, I remember 
fucking crushing that school assembly. <laughs> I bet that you did. Said, I really have no idea what I was doing as again, I had never seen it, but I was dressed like a cheerleader and I did do the rhyme. Um, Thank so you. that is just to give you um, some perspective on my narrow worldview. Um, but I really wanted to, <laughs> I knew I wanted to be in entertainment. I knew I wanted to perform. And so I would read these celebrity memoirs as like how to books. Um, oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. they, they really taught me a lot. And some of them like very factually changed my life. Like I got tips from them that I then applied that then helped me create my current career, um, which is very funny. I love this. Because it's like trash books, but they really helped me. And Jessica Simpson's book uh, really fucking comes through. I've read a lot of these memoirs and hers is a fantastic one. Oh my okay. God. And I, and I this, can't wait. We say this all the time. It's all about cherry picking what works for you and oh, what really? resonates for you. You have to like sort of wade through the bullshit and be like, but I really liked this nugget. Yes. Yes, absolutely. And in my personal journey this year, um, I've been in therapy for like trauma therapy, which I think a lot of people are, but I very specifically went to a trauma specialist and it really, really, um, I just can't even emphasize how much it changed my life and, Mm -hmm. and also how difficult it's been because the way trauma works is that it really messes with your brain and your reality and your perception. So even getting to the point where you can talk about it takes a lot of work and I am definitely still in the beginning of it. Um, But what I'll say is that I love Jessica Simpson's book as a self-help book because trauma is really hard to talk about, especially when you're talking about your own trauma. But when it is encapsulated in 90s gossip (laughs) and a pop star we've all known and loved talking about her life in such an entertaining way, I think it's really a great way to reflect on trauma and your own trauma and cultural trauma, like how women were raised and things like that. It, yeah. You know, sometimes your body or your brain can shut down when you're facing really hard things. And I did not do this in Jessica Simpson's book because she was giving me hot gossip about John Mayer every step of the way. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think it's a really great book to explore issues and learn some things while like keeping your front cortex uh, brain, cor- I don't even know the scientific terms, but keeping your brain yeah, yeah. online and functioning as you talk about tougher stuff. I love that. Yeah. I love this. It's like It's like taking medicine with like a spoonful of honey. Like you're Truly. still getting what you need, but it goes down a lot better. Oh and my that god, is nineties hot goss. It is nineties hot goss. She is this chicken the, yeah. or is this tuna or that I'm eating? Yes. Well, and she immediately talks about um, <laughs> that quote and how. So he, how she was. I, this is my personal opinion. It's not in the book, but she's raised so religiously, like fundamental religion that she has a really narrow worldview kind of as I just talked about. And so, and she has extremely controlling parents. She writes about them really positively in the book, but I came away fucking hating them. Um, her life is controlled. Well, we She's really when we watched Nick and Jessica. Oh yeah, but also newlyweds. Her, yeah, her mom is. A, I think her mom might even be the worst one. Um, I mean, behind every like, like child star, which is what she was basically, this like young woman. Yeah. There's always like a crazy entrepreneurial, domineering parent. Yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, and she—that's the thing, though. I think I don't think she's stupid. I think she was really controlled. 
And I think she grew up without a lot of information or access to herself or to other things. And so then when the world told her she was stupid, she started leaning into it because that's her role. Which I think is our first self-help lesson is that, you know, we all grew. I think this generation is changing, but our generation grew up as like, we're not super respected for being smart. And in fact, it makes you like not a hot commodity. And so you learn to lean away from those parts of yourself. And now we have to lean back the fuck into them. And write a goddamn mm-hmm. book like Jessica Simpson did. By the way, I love what you just said. I, I I can't get past something you just said, which was she didn't have a lot of access to herself. Yeah. yeah. And that's so interesting. I mean, even down, starting with religion, like her first kiss is this little boy asking her dad if he can kiss her. And then her dad's like just for this one night and then her dad and this little boy plan her first kiss no and uh-uh. yes yes lisa's and it's losing like, her mind <laughs> it's like in the book is like this cute thing and i was vomiting but it's like she didn't have she didn't grow up with sexual autonomy and and or control any agency whatsoever she, yeah it sounds, it reminds me of the people that do those daddy daughter balls where you like pledge your virginity to your dad. Like your dad gives you like a, pro- do you know what I'm talking about? 100%. I'm, pro- I'm probably yes, muddling promising. this, but it's no, like. No, no, that's it. Those promise ring balls. Yes. I, and that, she didn't exactly do that with her dad, but she might as well have because when she gets engaged to Nick, her dad and Nick are like negotiating her marriage and negotiating if she can do this and if her virginity goes to him and like. What is this 1742? I know. But and, then he hands, and then he hands Nick like a bag of gold for her dowry and a sheep. And three cows. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I think that's what I loved about this book is that it's not that long ago. You know what I mean? Like this is, that's like 20 years ago. I'm not doing it's the exact, that's 15 to 20 years ago. Oh yeah, no, it's it's yeah. still happening. It's just it's a different totally. type of operating in the world that we're not used to in like liberal Los Angeles, where you know women are people. Totally, but that's also where she was, liberal Los Angeles. Yeah, and she uh, was yeah, a yeah, rich, but I'm successful yeah. woman, that's and right. she's on TV and showing all of us women that. So it's like that's also why I love celebrity memoirs because it's not just her story. It's our story. Like we watched that. We were influenced by that. And we were like, she was like one of the first big reality stars. She really was like a pioneer in this way. They, especially because also they being one of the first, they had kind of unheard of access to their everyday life that most people wouldn't grant now. Yeah. Because they see how it can be. It ruins everything. Yeah. 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 I think it was probably one of the lesser, still scripted, but lesser scripted shows just because they were still figuring out the form. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Okay. So when she starts this book, she starts this off really hard. Okay, I'm going to read it. She says, it was 7.30 in the morning and I'd already had a drink. I always had a glitter cup in reach at home. That's what I called the shiny tumblers filled with vodka and flavored Perrier. And so she was waking up and getting wasted and taking uppers and getting more wasted and then taking Ambien to go to sleep. And this book is about hitting rock bottom and how to get sober and also, if you watch interviews of hers now, I don't think she did it. <laughs> I had, I had no idea. 
Okay, just so you know, Misty's and my faces are in total shock, eyes wide. I mean, I did see an interview with her where she they showed a clip of an Ellen interview, and it was clear that she was a little intoxicated. But you think you've seen her interviews now, and you don't think that she's 100% sober. Um, it's it's a thing. Like, I don't want to like diagnose or anything. Um, but you know, the book is about getting sober and she does write some really beautiful things. But in the book, she also talks about, um, anxiety in being herself and telling her own narrative. And in the book, she goes through so much intense trauma that to then go on this book tour, I imagine she's probably experiencing a lot of that again. I don't know what she's doing to cope with it, but when, unfortunately, I mean, you can go to my Instagram. I documented it all. Um, it's called Justice Simpson Book Club. It's in a highlight on my Instagram. You can see the interviews and stuff yourself. I don't know that she's doing the best right now, but I do know that once you face your trauma and start, she's at least on the journey towards coming out better. Yeah. I just don't right. know where she's at in that process. I am shocked so because this-, this is the first time I ever heard of her having substance abuse issues of any kind. I mean, maybe I've been living under a rock, but I just thought, I just no, thought no, it was like, surprised to me as well. Of- I thought it was like pop star that sort of failed to really truly launch in the way that somebody would want to reality TV star and then levied that into this like billion dollar fashion business that she has her Jessica Simpson brand. And then I thought she just sort of like stepped back and let people run the thing. Like I didn't realize. No, I didn't realize. Totally. Yeah. I, I was unaware of the substance. Really, when you read it, your heart just like go gets wide open because you realize what's been going on, which is like she had to like fire her dad as her manager. She had to go through a ton of really abusive relationships. Um, her clothing line has obviously made her a billionaire. But in terms of music and things like that, she's really been struggling traumatically as well. Her dad tells her that he's divorcing her mom while she's giving birth. And in the book, it's sort of labor. Yeah. Like she's in the hospital and yeah. And, and her husband steps in and is like, Jessica doesn't have energy for you right now, but her dad, it's sort of insinuated that, you know, he's facing his own sexuality. It's never made clear in the book, but we've all heard the Joe Simpson rumors that he's gay, but he's also, we all thought it when we watched newlyweds. Yeah. And he's a pastor and they're a religious family. So Misty is continuing to be shocked. I love it. <laughs> I, I'm trying not to jump in because Chelsea's what che- everything Chelsea's saying is so compelling and you're such a great presenter and I'm trying not to jump in. So I'm silently <laughs> so like touching, I'm touching my face and we're in the middle of the Roni, the coronavirus, and I yeah, should yeah. not be touching my face. <laughs> you're touching your face right now. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, it's wild. It's like, you know, she, I respect that she doesn't talk about her dad's sexuality because it's no one's place to, to talk about whether they want to come out or not, but it is kind of in there. It talks about how he, when he doesn't face his truth, he, bad things happen and he kind of takes it out on her and the family. And then later when it's her wedding, he, his wedding date is a surprise guest and it's a young male model. Um, So, but like, that's the kind of stuff she's going through. And that's the person who controlled her, her entire life. So when you're like, Oh, Jessica, why aren't you singing songs? It's like, Oh yeah, you're, you're, you're going through some shit. Okay. I just have to jump in and ask a question Yes, in terms of what you expected when you picked up the book. And she's like this, it's like gorgeous. She doesn't have a, she's like bare shoulders, right? It's like a black and white photo. 
Uh, oh yeah, yeah. No, show us yeah, the cover. Oh, here I'll show you the cover. Um, not bare shoulders, but you can really only see her oh. head. And it's just oh, a yeah, lot right. of okay. beautiful She's still hair. got a lot of hair. A lot of stunning. hair. Yeah, stunning, sweet, lovely. Um, what is? What was your expectation? Like, it sounds like. I mean, that first sentence. You know that she's drunk from she's drinking from seven thirty on is in a glitter in tumbler. Like, yes, yeah, a tumbler of lies. Yes. Oh, oh, God, that's what she should have called it. Um. Well, here's the thing. I love female memoirs because, um, almost all of them are filled to the brim with trauma, which is something I think happens to celebrity women in spades. It happens to women in general in spades. Um, mm-hmm. and and all humans, but um. All of them have trauma in them. And it's something I'm really interested in. It's something that really speaks to me. What yeah. I wasn't expecting was for how honest she was going to be in it. There's very few okay. memoirs that let us in on that many details. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I wasn't expecting for her to really, really open up this much. And that's what surprised me the most. Uh, but okay. I mean, let me first say this. All humans go through trauma, big trauma or small sure. trauma. It's just like the scientific thing that happens to you because that's life. I yeah. think women in particular society is a little more uh, set up to give us some rough trauma. And then I think when Agreed. you're a young female pop star or child actor, it is almost guaranteed you're going to have major, major trauma, which is really unfortunate. And I just, what I wasn't expecting Jessica's book is for her to be so honest. And she says at the beginning, I'm going to be extremely honest with you. I'm going to tell you everything. And then she does. And it just makes me, I just fell in love with her in a way that I did not know was possible. Okay, (laughs) I would not Um, have expected that either. Yeah. And you know, she starts the book by saying, I'm seeing a therapist and I'm like ready to get help. Um, I know my therapist has told me that one of the ways to heal trauma is to make meaning out of it. So I certainly think writing uh, the book of her story is making meaning out of all that trauma. And I can imagine it was very healing. That's Yeah, I mean, I guess it's, that is one way. I don't know that my therapist would say, you know what you should do is you should write a book and have everybody in the world know your trauma intimately. <laughs> no. Well, I'm sure that was some business manager being like, hey, the Jessica Simpson clothing brand isn't relevant right now. You need to do something um, uh-huh. as is written about in the book. I think her writing the book, I don't know why she did it. I hope it brought her some meaning, but I know I'm not really at the place where I'm comfortable sharing a lot of anything, but the few things that I have gotten comfortable with sharing, it does lighten my heart and my life a lot. Yes. So I don't know if that's happening for her, but I hope it is. Um, And I hope having it all out there has like brought her some peace. Yeah. And it, it sounds like she's, I mean, hopefully it sounds like she's out of her dad's grasp in some ways now and hopefully has a support system. And she made this, decision to do this for herself. Yeah. Right. Totally. Thank God that her husband stepped in during the birth and was like, put up a boundary to her And punched her dad in the face and said, yeah, Yeah, the birthing suite. Simultaneously. (laughs) I think the other, I mean, so the, there's a bunch of things in there. One, she starts the book talking about how she was molested by another young girl. And it was like, Mm a family that they were friends with and they had a daughter and then they would, they would have sleepovers. And during the sleepovers, the girl would molest Jessica and Jessica would sleep in between her and Ashley to protect her younger sister. 
And this went on for a long time. And when she, again, she's raised religiously, so she doesn't have like the information or words to articulate what's happening, but you just kind of have this feeling that it's bad and you're a kid. So finally, one day as they're driving to this family's house, she tells her parents that it's been happening and they legit don't say anything to her. Her mom's like, oh my God, I knew something was happening. They turn the car around. They never see the family again, but they literally never speak to her. They never say what happened was wrong. Um, what happened happened. Here's what sexuality is. Here's what this means. Nothing, nothing ever happened for her. And even in the book, you can tell that she's not fully aware of how damaging that probably was. Um, I mean, yeah. probably they also didn't have the tools and facilities to do that. But my God, he's a pastor. He has access in the community, you know, like totally to, to, to help. But what for whatever reason, whether it's religion or their own shame or it happened to them or whatever, they don't. And what a fucking missed opportunity it, to help a it's, child. It's also like stacking trauma on top of itself because you're like, I'm finally getting up the courage to say something. And then I say something to the people who are supposed to protect me and I just feel wide open. So here's one of the lessons we can take from it. If you had childhood trauma that was not acknowledged, find a therapist, therapist or trained professional, uh, first and foremost. But if that's not available to you, a friend or trusted source that can acknowledge your trauma and validate it for you and, and let you know that what happened was real and not okay. And then the second lesson is finding forgiveness for the people around you who didn't help because they have their own trauma. And when something traumatic is happening, your brain literally shuts off to protect you. So if your parents went through trauma themselves or don't have the skills, maybe their brain shut off in that moment. And that's why you didn't receive the help you needed. And we can all find healing. Yeah. That's a really compassionate way of looking at that. Yeah. Is this supposed to be a comedy podcast? Should I be funnier? It (laughs) is. No, listen, it is. But we, Lisa and I learned so quickly that self-help is a volatile topic. It is like a violent, messy, crazy, (laughs) deep topic. And so we just... Crack a hand fart here and there okay, for a little okay. comedic humor. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so I'm always, always up for that. Trauma light. Mm. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I will uh, say, uh, like, for me, um, while I don't like to process trauma in particular ways, I have done a lot of stand up about it. And weirdly, doing stand up comedy about stuff that's really tough for me has been the one way I've been able to express it. And I never feel shame after that. Whereas maybe I might feel shame, um, if I was just like looking in someone's eyes and talking seriously. So I'm saying I'm sad and scared and vulnerable. Yeah. That's an area where you have like expertise and agency and like command of the, and control of how it's relayed, you know? Totally. So that makes perfect sense to me. And you take it and use it and make it meaningful in a way that is hilarious. Thank you all. Um, um, but yeah. So I understand that. Yeah. And so just like go out and find the way you can express your trauma. If it's not in like a serious conversation, you know, knit a pillow about it. I don't know. Do whatever you got to do. Thank you. I love that. Um, okay. There's another part of Jessica Simpson's book we should crack into. Yes. And it's going to be tough. Okay. So do you guys I'm here for it. remember uh, when Jessica Simpson was all over the magazines as having gained weight and gotten fat? Yes. And then she was when in all the, like, the weight loss commercials. Yes. Right? Jenny Craig or something? Yes. Okay. So in the okay. book, she's like, 
kind of leading up to like, you all remember this chili cook-off, this chili cook-off. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But oh, it was the white shirt and the mom jeans. It's the mom and the, jeans like, belt. and a black tank top and a belt. Yes, exactly. That's what it is. Okay. Yes. Okay. okay. So John Mayer has fully fucking traumatized and abused her. And make sure I go back to that because I have a hot self self uh, help care tip from that chapter. Okay. Wait, so they okay. dated. They next. dated. John he, Mayer and he dumped her nine times. Yeah, she went back to him eight times. Oh, listen, yeah. that listen, uh, that's my trauma. Yes. Don't yes. don't. I, I I dated somebody on and off for two and a half years in which they dumped me about 36 times. Oh, my God. Times. Okay. We oh, okay. Okay. And I, I didn't mean for that to sound victim-blaming. I just meant like, no, yeah. I'm like, I'm real, five. I I'm sorry. I know. Five. No, 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 no. You're so right. That's the help we need. We, uh, that's what I love about her. She oh. really – I mean, should we just do that section now and then come back to the chili cook-off? Um, sure. Be- because she sure. Um, lets men dictate her worth. As Understandably, we right. and um, yes. I really, I just, I jumped up and screamed when I read this part, but Nick Lachey, after they get divorced, writes this entire album about how he hated her when they were married, and now he's a free man. Side note, he cast Jess, uh, Vanessa Manila to play Jessica Simpson in his single. This is totally true. There's a whole music video, video where Vanessa Manila is... Jessica Simpson, like they're doing a reality show in the music video. She's cold and unloving. They go through a divorce. That is how he met her. And that's why they're now married. She played. He's a parody of himself. He is. And also, did anyone listen to this album? I don't remember this album. Is anyone listening to Nick Lachey's music? Oh, yeah. I mean, at the time and to date, it's still his top single, which is What's Left of Me, where he's just like (laughs) singing in the rain. Um, and okay. So the, here's the part I love and the part that I have detected and put together myself, which is that okay. he casts Vanessa in this music video, but, right. and that's, and then they later get engaged and get married in Jessica's book. They have a one last meetup where Nick goes to her house and plays her all the songs he wrote about her. Okay. The, the songs that are like, I fucking hate you, you dumb bitch. Da, 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 da. I'm Nick. This okay. is a nightmare. Yes. Okay, so this is where I I pledge to love Jessica Simpson forever. She's like, <laughs> he's playing me all these songs and like looking up at me when he says like a horrible lyric. And I felt so bad and I just felt destroyed. I couldn't believe he'd written this album about me. I didn't know what else to do. So I slept with him. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing this on your Insta and I laughed so hard. Yes, I did not what else to do, so I slept with him. Who it. hasn't? Let's well, get exactly, real. Like, who like, hasn't? Who cannot relate to that? Like, one time a guy sent me an email and the email said, I have to break up with you. I can't be with someone more successful than me because I had gotten promoted to Second City Torco and he was still on a cruise ship. And I still had sex with him one more time. Like, sure. what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, he plainly stated, like, I'm a misogynist. No. Yeah, um, nothing's wrong with you. I'm nothing's a wrong with you. Even, even like, though cool. your success has nothing to do with my own, I'm wildly threatened by it. 
Yeah. And I even though I'm it. a woman and you're a man and I can't take your spot on Turco and technically you could take mine, but I'll never be able to take yours. Um, you're breaking up with me because you're a chauvinist prick and I consider myself a feminist. And yet I still gave you that sweet ass shit. You did not deserve one more time. You know what though? There is something, there is something about closure. And when you like, know there's no other opportunities, you're like, well, I may as well make the best of it, I guess. I mean, I it. yeah. yeah. It's it, like, it's like when somebody says, this tastes off. Taste it. And you're like, I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to, to definitely be sure that I should never taste it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to remember what this tastes like. So like, I wasn't really paying attention to all the other bites, but I will on this one. Yes, exactly. But I think this is our self-help lesson, which is one, ain't no shame. We all been there. And two, don't do it. Yeah. Listen, Shay doesn't deserve that puss. We're also going to- Thank you. That puss. Thank you. We're also going to talk off camera about um, who that was at Second City. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk later. We'll talk later, okay, everybody. Yeah. This is I'll the off camera goss. Okay. Let's go back to Chili Gate. Chili Gate. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. Great. Okay. So she then gets into a very traumatic, devastating um, John Mayer relationship. And I'll just give mm-hmm. the lesson from that right now. He breaks up with her. Before she has big events in her life. So literally one night she's supposed to sing in front of the president and Dolly Parton. He calls her up. He breaks up with her before she's about to go on stage. She gets wasted. Right before? Right before. She gets wasted. She walks out on stage. She cannot perform. She's that drunk and and (gasps) walks, uh, starts the song and then walks off stage in front of the president and Dolly Parton and alive, not alive, but they were supposed to um, play it on television and she had to be cut out. This is not... This is not the point, but which president? Um, Obama. Okay, now that's important. That's I don't, a big, you know, I want to go. I, I need to go back and reread. Um, I need to go back and reread, but I do think it was Obama. But that's here's a bigger cut. So here's the lesson. Yes, exactly. Um, our <laughs> deeper cut. That's the president that matters. Um, so um, I remember Ashley Nicole Black, also a comedian and and one of my best friends. She had told me this lesson she learned in grad school, which is that if you notice that a friend, parent, lover, someone in your life um, keeps picking fights with you before you have important things to do, this person is sabotaging you consciously or unconsciously. They'll Mm -hmm. never change and you need to cut them out of your life. And she learned that in grad school because they were going to say, hey, right before you have to study or turn in the big paper there'll be a person in your life who tries to fight with you, cut that person out. And so that reminded me of Jessica Simpson and John Mayer, where he was sabotaging her any moment he could. He's the one who first, their relationship gets her alcoholism uh, started so heavily because he makes her feel not smart. And then she feels insecure around him. So she starts drinking so she can feel calm around him. And like, she's not, um, just to cope. Yeah, just to cope. And then he manipulates her and breaks up with her and stalks her family and friends and keeps showing up in her life. Okay. This is, I'm so upset. So ridiculous. And all, and just think of all the other women he's done this to. Oh, we've all Dave heard Taylor Curry. Swift's song, Dear John. Oh, Excuse yeah. Excuse me. Oh, yeah. He's a On little repeat. fucking monster. So, okay. So she breaks up with him. She tries to move on with Tony Romo, who, you know, um, is a lot better than John Mayer, but she's, being relaxed. She's not starving herself. And this chili cook-off happens. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to go out and sing, even though it's been a couple years. She goes out on stage feeling amazing. And then the next day, the photos are like Jessica Simpson's a huge fat beast. 
And I, when I read this, I was like, oh my God, I remember that. I remember looking at magazines and being like, oh God, she's so fat. So here's the self-help lesson. Get on your phones, get on Google, go Google Jessica Simpson chili cook-off because the photos will shock you to your core. Do it right now. I highly recommend it. I'm just going to wait. Look up the photos and then tell me your reaction. Jessica, Jessica Simpson, Simpson chili, chili cook-off. Cook-out. There we go. There's also a chili picture. And you can, you what? know. Yeah. Oh, my God. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She, no, Are she's, you kidding me? She's go- Like, I aspire to look like that. That? Yep. yep. That's she's it. She's gorgeous. Yeah. And not, I mean, like, the thing is, is, like, all bodies, all sizes, everything is beautiful. To specifically talk about this, and she put it in her book, she is a size four. She's 120 pounds. So what I really liked about her is that in the book, all her PR people were like, hey, you need to go on a tour and like let the world know you're 120 pounds and you're a size four for real. And she's like, I'm not going to do that because that's going to make anyone feel bad. If, if I'm being called fat at 120 pounds, like, and I'm supposed to be like, oh, no, not me, but the other people. And so she doesn't do that, which I really love and respect. Good for her. But also, it's a lesson in, like, we came up on zero and double zero is skinny. And I tend to think, like, oh, we've made no progress with body shaming and body acceptance. Um, but then when I saw this, it actually heartened me. I was like, we have come a few inches uh, in progress mm-hmm. because – if that happened now, if Us Weekly and every magazine now published that woman being like, what a fat cow, we would take to Twitter and be like, no, we don't She'd buy be fired. this. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they'd be fired. And that made me a little hopeful. I was like, oh, we can make progress. It's really, really small. It's really, really slow, but we're making progress and like we're doing better. Yeah. And I, I love also, that. Also, I remember, I do I love remember you said reading come a few inches. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Well, I I also remember seeing those photos. That's why I remembered what she was wearing. But now I look back and I go, look at that beautiful, healthy body. And she's like feeling good about herself and like relaxed and healthy and feeling amazing and how wonderful. And I don't look at that and see her as overweight at all. Like, oh my God, God. that's amazing. I mean, I think what's like, it's like when anyone is like, ooh, they're ugly. And you're like, they're beautiful. Shut up. But specifically to be like, look at this overweight woman and she's... Uh, scientifically very tiny. It's it, it made me furious that if that was done to her, but then it was done to us. Like we yes, read those magazines. Yes. We took in yeah. those stories. Yeah. 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 All the messaging is it is not okay to be anything that is not this type yeah. of body. Literally Women need to be small yeah. and yeah. tiny. Yeah. Yeah. And and also have you um this whole thing is reminding me a little bit about the Taylor Swift documentary. Have you watched that yet? Yes, I have. Have you seen it, Lisa? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Taylor Swift talks about like, oh, when everybody, you know, she reveals an eating disorder in the middle of that documentary and is like, oh, everybody kept asking how I'm staying so thin and da, 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 da. And she straight up just also had her own trauma, also John Mayer trauma. (laughs) And (laughs) it's, it's so problematic. It 
Yeah, it really is problematic. Yeah. And I, I mean, my thoughts on the Taylor thing are, well, here's one. I don't know if this is self-healthy, but I do have to share this. There's this thing with like, um, feminism and being politically active where it's become trendy and particularly like pop stars or TV stars, people who make money off this type of thing have suddenly found it because they realize fan bases will support it and put money into them. A part of it makes me angry. It makes me angry for like the Chelsea who was like on stage at second city trying to get a tiny sketch about feminism in. And they were like, "Ooh, no gross. Get the fuck out of here. Yes. But it also makes me happy. I'm sort of like, this is tight. Like it's trendy. Let's all fucking sell out. Like if Katy Perry wants to get political, I'm behind her. Taylor Swift suddenly wants to tweet, like, let's do this. Yes. So even though it rings false to me of like, oh, you're doing it for money. It's also positive where it's like, yeah, bitch, we showed you where the money goes. The money goes into being woke, aware and like fighting. Exactly. So please do it. Exactly. Regardless yeah. of the motivations, if more of that content's out there, I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm watching. Yeah. I'll keep giving you my money. Be aware. Pop stars who don't want to say shit, I will not watch your stupid documentary. Yeah, Good and I bye. just think, too, that, like, both of those things can exist at the same time. Yeah. Right? That, like, it's totally valid that when you were trying to do what they are doing and you didn't have the platform, but to be fair, in Chicago, you had a bigger platform than most, you still struggled to get it done. And people weren't willing to give you space. Yeah, our world to do just it. wasn't there yet. That's right. Um, uh, and yet now here they're able to kind of do it at the drop of a hat. Um, it's. I think there's room for both of those things to. to I totally exist agree. It's your, like I'm yeah, so yeah. happy because when she did that, as you saw in the documentary, it's like sixty thousand young people registered to vote. It's like I'm. Yeah. I don't really care what motivates you as long as you do it. And then yeah. just a side note on this podcast, I'm so pissed it took you so long. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 100%. You know, and I also liked in that in that documentary, you see her team kind of saying, please don't do this, please don't do this, for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, marketing, oh, yeah. whatever. And her father, who's like, yes. I'm hiring, I'm buying bulletproof glass cars. And she's like, I can't, you know, support this woman who wouldn't sign the bill against stalking. Like, kind of coming into our own agency and being like, I'm taking control. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting. Yeah. And tying back to Jessica, she says, I had a lot of friends tell me, don't write about John Mayer because he'll come for you. And she wrote that sentence. And like, when she wrote that, I like had to put the book down um, because it it just hit too hard. And, but then she wrote about it anyway. And she like, she was loud and you do have supporters. And like, it's, it's, it's tough. We're in like a crazy world of like narratives and, and what goes forward and what's believed and what's not believed. But I do think when like you have documented stuff like that, we're like behind you or undocumented, you know what I'm saying? It's a tough, difficult layered world. But the fact that she chose to write about him and face the fear, I just, it really meant a lot. I think a lot to a lot of women. And John Mayer abused all these pop stars. Like this is like well-known information. She doesn't need to be afraid. Yeah. Yeah. That emotional abuse is no less significant than physical abuse. We just treat it differently. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Interesting. Were there any Um, other big takeaways for you from this book? I mean, it it sounds like it's like filled. It sounds like it is filled. It's filled to the ground. I mean, the amount I've covered is probably like 5% of this book. If you're looking for like a puff candy read that will still give you (laughs) some deeper feelings and things to think about, highly recommend. Um, Oh, you know what? She wrote something. It's sorry. It's going to take me just a second to find it, but she wrote something really, really beautiful. Well, you know what this um, uh, makes me think of? It sounds like it's a good plain book. 
Oh, like it's a very, very good play. flame bug. Because you know how like like I don't know about you, but the only time I will ever read trashy magazines is on a plane, or the only time I'll ever yeah. watch shitty movies. Well, that's not true. I mean, I talked in the last episode about my Vanessa Hudgens movies. <laughs> but yeah there's like more permission to sort of give yourself use that time in a frivolous way but this doesn't sound frivolous um I mean no it no it's extremely frivolous (laughs) don't don't get it twisted (laughs) this is frivolous as fuck um but you're uh, mining the great nuggets I mean I just had a fucking journey with it um okay so here's the two things I'll say Get this book because after Jessica goes through that body shaming, she does that really cool thing where she's like, I'm not going to go on that tour. She then does this documentary series where she goes around the world to discover and talk about um, different beauty standards in different cultures and what we can learn about beauty that way. And then she goes on to have a child, discover um, uh, a schedule, a liposuction, a liposuction treatment. Her doctor calls her and is like, you're such an alcoholic and addicted to pills. If you have this lipo treatment, you will die. You have a high, high chance of dying if you like have this skin removed. Um, then um, she's like, I don't care. I'm still going to do it because I hate my body. What? Then her mom comes to her in the morning. And she's like, Jessica, don't do this. Your doctor checked out your liver. You have so much substance abuse. You could die. Please don't do this. She takes off all of her clothes shows her mom her naked body and her mom says to her let's go get the surgery Uh, my my dog has crawled up because she cannot believe this bullshit (laughs) i i i hate her mom i hate her mom yeah i i oh yeah i mean it's I, i so that's it's like to be like, oh, we journey, we learn things. And also like, look how much this stuff can damage you. Look how much her mom has damaged her. Like what a, and her, I mean, there's so much in the book about like how her mom stays in touch with John Mayer, even after he fucks her over. Her mom takes Nick's side when Nick criticizes Jessica. Like, there's a lot, there's a lot, you guys. I feel okay. so sad for her. Wait, so yes. did she go and get the liposuction? Yes. And she almost dies. And she has to go to the hospital and she's there for like months. And then after her second kid, she does it again. Still yes, drunk. Be- um, it's, I, it's tough. It's tough to know what's going on at this point in the book. Wh- wh- why? Okay. Why? I have so many why? questions. Also, question. also like why? what's, what's the urgency? Like if you were determined to get liposuction and no one can talk you out of it, would you not be like, okay, I'm going to try and kick my substance abuse habits and get in a healthy way so that my ri- um, uh, she did she was like she she was like yeah yeah let me cut down on alcohol and pills so that i can have this lipo but it doesn't matter when you've done that um certain when you've done so that long. abuse to your liver and right. and the reason why she did it is because we screamed at her as a child that she was fat and she had no worth if she was not a size zero and she couldn't yeah. make money if she was a size zero. And everyone called her ugly if she was in a size zero. Like, that's why she did this. And also because of whatever's going on in her own brain to be like, fuck off, I'm a millionaire. I'm just going to like live at home and chill out. But oh, no, it was also live my life. Live my yeah, life. Yeah, and it was like, all, also reinforced in so many ways, like Chili Gate or like when she lost all that weight and was working out for what was that movie? The car movie? The Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard. And everyone oh, praised her for her yes. incredible body so, when she had like Dukes no body fat. Dukes of Hazard is when she's married to Nick and it's going down and she has an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> oh my 
first of all, first of I all, would prefer I, an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> I was going to say, first of all, I get it. Johnny Knoxville seems like the place to go for emotions <laughs> and an emotional affair. <laughs> this book is scarring my dog. She cannot no. stop staring at me. <laughs> She's got sweet little eyes on there. Her like, eyes please are like, stop. What is happening? Why would Jessica Simpson do this, Lisa? Oh my God. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea, you have done such a wonderful job gleaning the meaningful pieces from this book. <laughs> I want to buy this. I was I was prepared to hate this book. Really? And now, oh. Yes. <laughs> and now I like want to buy a copy and support her and be like, get it, girl. Tell your truth. Tell your story. Listen, anytime a woman wants to tell her story, I am here for it. Good, bad, crazy, believable, unbelievable. I will read Thank your you. story. Thank okay. you. So let's kick it into our uh, Q&A. Our Q&A portion. Right. <laughs> um, Chelsea, our new uh, favorite question to ask at the end of um, th- th- our discussion is, did this book need to be written? Yes, it really did. I think it needed to be written for all of us to realize what we were putting um, those women through and on all women in the limelight. We need to know what's like really going on. I think it needed to be written for Jessica so that her Mm -hmm. narrative wasn't told by her dad and her husband's and Nick Lachey's stupid album. Um, It's always important (laughs) to reclaim your narrative and reclaim your voice. And I think she did that. And I think um, with now the, the attention back on her, if she does continue to need help, I think people are aware and can now get more help her way. Amazing. And it's, it's also such a great example of like, oh, here's a woman that we thought was just like dumb and bumbling her way into being a billionaire and everything's fine. And it's like, no, it's not fine. And you can never tell what's happening underneath the surface. 100%. When anything that especially happens to bubbly women where we're like, you dumb bitch, get out of my face. But what's going on? Chelsea, who is this book perfect for and who's it terrible for? Well, it's perfect for me. Um, no, it's, <laughs> if you've been through, um, if you've been through trauma, serious trauma in your life, this book is perfect for you. I, I think it helps you process your own stuff while, while being fun. As I said earlier, Who's the book not perfect for? Well, it's really not good for John Mayer. That's um, what I, was gonna, <laughs> I think he's going to lose a lot of business after this. Um, but otherwise, I think everyone should read it. I think everyone should realize like how we have stereotyped women and how we cast them yeah. off to the side. And you yeah. know, there are women who are more in need than Jessica Simpson. Let me be clear: she is yeah. a rich, yeah. beautiful white celebrity. However. Yes. If we can see that she's got some shit going on, may this be a door open to women who are in more need. I have Absolutely. a follow-up question that we don't yeah. typically ask. Chelsea, is this book feminist? Ooh. Okay, well, how about this? I bet if you ask Jessica if she identifies as a feminist, she would say something idiotic like, I'm a humanist. Or <laughs> I believe in equality. Um, but at its <laughs> core, this book is feminist this is a book whether you if you believe in the equality of the sexes you are a feminist whether you fucking like it or not that's right mm-hmm. doing something active like this like sharing your story activism is feminism and mm-hmm. your girl chelsea has a flexible uh, definition of whether you're a feminist or not <laughs> which is that uh, <laughs> which is that um i think this woman will one day be like what have i done i should have voted for women this entire time my whole life 
Mm-hmm. And for me, she is a feminist on her way. She is, uh, and maybe she would say it now. I'm not sure. But remember when yeah. Katy Perry was like, I'm not a feminist. And then years later was like, whoops, I am. Um, Taylor Swift too. I, yeah. I think that's how we would categorize this. I love it. Okay. okay great. This is great. And question. is there anything that you, is there anything that you put into practice from this book? Um, yes. Oh my gosh. I just had it pinned and let me see if I can find it one more time. Um, Okay. So very weirdly, I have a tattoo that I got when I was 21, and there's a paragraph in Jessica's book that describes my tattoo. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) This probably doesn't, you know, make me sound very great, but I will (laughs) read the paragraph now. Um, She said, uh, to her therapist, she says, can fear walk us into something better? I can say now that the answer is yes. I knew that then too, but I still had to phrase it as a question because I wasn't ready. I had to walk through my fear to be here writing to you about the painful moments of my life. Pain is where all the tools are, I said to my therapist. If you're someone who has a lot of tools, I'm sorry, but I'm also hopeful for you. You have so much to work with. Um, so... I have a tattoo that is about uh, walking through the fear and I got it when I was 21 because I was just so afraid um, to pursue anything. And I thought if I blackmailed myself with a tattoo, I would feel like an idiot if I ever let fear stop me. So I got this tattoo and whenever I, you know, I've had it now for like a decade and it, whenever I feel, whenever I'm not doing something or I'm stuck in my life, I'll catch a glimpse of it and be like, Oh shit. (laughs) I promise myself if they, yeah. I was afraid of something, I would go through and do it anyway. And so Jessica put that in her book. It's something I try and remember to do in my life. Reading that made me remember like, oh yeah, I have this tattoo. Like, don't forget to like follow this message you gave yourself when you were younger. Um, and Jessica also journals her entire life. She has hundreds of journals. I also have hundreds of journals. And that's something I make sure to pick back up after I read this book where I was like, I used to journal a lot. And I went back to that. Yes. I love it. It sounds like your blackmail tattoo worked. Yeah. I'm not joking. It did. I highly recommend a blackmail tattoo. If you are like, I know I need this, but I won't do it. There's no better way than to put it on your body. So you'll look like a goddamn idiot when people ask you what your tattoo means. And you can't with integrity tell them that you're doing it and following through with it. Is that our homework? Lisa and I get tattoos uh, to make sure we follow through. <laughs> yes, that is your homework. Um, that's what Ooh. I've decided. Get okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. To yourself um, and get them somewhere where you can still take acting jobs and the makeup won't um, take a long time to cover it up because that will be a problem. That's Very great. Cool. Just the forehead. Or like the yeah, right. I'm currently yeah, Googling labial tattoos. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Ow, ow, girl. It's a sensitive area. Um, that was amazing. Chelsea, thank you so thank much you for so coming much. on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And remember, and thank if, you for giving this book a chance to be self-help. Yes. And is there anything that you'd like to plug? Okay. Yes. I have lots of things I'd like to plug. Yes. Please <laughs> plug away. Okay. So, um, I have a short film that I wrote and directed. Um, it stars Nelson Franklin and Georgia Mishak and myself. And it's, it's supposed to so go to South by funny. Southwest. It's Thank you. so uh, funny. Yes. Uh, it's premiering online on short of the week on Thursday. So if you go to their site, they'll be promoing it. If you go to my Instagram, um, I'll be promoting the fuck out of it. And while you're there, you can read by Jessica Simpson book highlights. Um, again, it's at Chelsea Devantes. So yeah, watch and that's, 
And that'll be in show notes and a link to the film will be in show notes as well. So anybody who wants to watch it. I love this so much. Um, Everybody who's listening, may your uh, introspection and feminism and 90s hot goss be abundant. Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at Podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.